Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott. There's Dave right next to me or above me or off to the whatever side we decide to put you on today, Dave. <laughs> hey, I'm good. we have Here got we. a double feature again, uh, this time with 1931 Dracula. Is it 31 or 32? 30, 32. I think it was 32. 32. And I damn it, I forgot what year. 94? 92, 90, maybe 92, 93's uh, Bram Stoker. Dracula's uh or Fra- Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Um 92. 92. We watched both and wow. I watched the third one. I you watched, did I and we the Spanish version of uh Dracula from Let's let's take it back to the 30s and we can talk about Bella Lugosi and also the Spanish version. Being a genius, Bella Lugosi just being what he the genius that he was for that. Um, here is a movie that um is almost 100 years old still holds up really well it's the the story of dracula has been told so many times so many interpretations so much liberty has been taken with the story this is a case of we like to bitch about reboots a lot on this show but can you think of a franchise that has been rebooted more than dracula (laughs) i mean Seriously, this this story has been done so many times and done so many different ways. There's not. There's really no. No, it's no. this is one that continues to just give and give and give. I think the mummy is probably one that's been done or a mummy type. Mummy type has been done quite Great a story bit. Story has been done. But Dracula, I mean, and it, to this day, it continues to be redone. Uh, there's a new one coming out, and I forgot who the the writer is, um, but they are claiming. That is the most closely added adapted movie mm-hmm. yet. That it's yeah, going to, to be the to the book. Yeah. Okay. So and well, th- and that's cool. That's cool. Uh Francis Ford Coppola's that we just watched is I consider it the closest that that's out there right now. It right. does take a few liberties, but less than right. others. Um, but let's go back. Let's take it back to when Universal was kicking out these monster movies and just really making us fall in love with the the classics. I just found on IMBD it is 1931. I thought it was released in 32, but they're okay. saying 1931. So I'll go with those. I'll go with those guys. <laughs> they're the It'll experts. work. 31, 32, who cares? Yeah. Close. Uh, but for that one, for that 1931 version, Bella Lugosi was Count Dracula. Helen Chandler was Mina. David Manners played John Harker. Dwight Fry who I think to this day is one of my favorite Renfields, portrayed Renfield in that movie. He did Um, well. Edward Van Sloan, which the picture they have on IMBD, looks nothing like the guy in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, He played Van Helsing. Uh, Herbert Bunston played Dr. Seward. Francis Dade played Lucy. And Charles K. Gerard played Martin which was the, I guess the, I want to say overseer to the hospital, but not really overseer. It's not the right word. The male nurse. Was he the one, the, yeah, the one that was always cracking jokes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, oh he got out of here, Mary Poppins. That guy. It was, it was, it was kind of weird. It, you know, I want to talk about, I know it's kind of out of order, but there is a character in this movie that adds comic relief and it, it feels so off to me. It's like, <laughs> What is this? But then, then I realized this is adapted from a play. 
Right. And I could right. definitely see this going down in a play. I could see this as a play. So I, I think. Oh, very much. I think the reason that there are changes to the story of all of a sudden Mina is now Dr. Seward's daughter instead of a school teacher, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then it's uh, focusing on Renfield's trip. And that's yeah. one of the things that uh, the book even talks about is Renfield did go visit the count first. Right. And right. then Jonathan follows because Renfield's mad. He's yeah, crazy. Renfield went totally batshit crazy. It, yeah. So I thought it was neat that they did that because the book only alludes to it. But then it just kind of uh, it was kind of weird seeing that. But uh, yeah, that his portrayal of Renfield, I would say the actor in uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula probably looked back at this because I could see yeah. some similarities to yeah. the Renfield portrayal. I could. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Could definitely see that. I'm just looking up one more thing. Sure. But yeah, that was, um, there were a few changes made, made that way. And it's a very short movie. We're talking about an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and 15 minutes. It's, it's very, very quick. And like the mummy just ends. That that's the hardest thing for me. That's the hardest thing for me for any of these old universal movies. Frankenstein ends the same way. The Wolfman ends the same way. Uh, Dracula ends that way. They all end very, very abruptly. Right. The villain dies, but it's so quick. <laughs> there, there's no denouement. There's nothing. It's like you hear Dracula getting, a, you, get, you hear it getting drive through. You get him stake. stake. You hear him go, ah, and then the end. It's like, what? wait a minute what that's a little bit more please yeah <laughs> it went a little bit more <laughs> that is a problem i have even even in the books um even yeah. in in the movies is how easy these vampires are dispatched yeah and it's like oh i'm gonna uh, like jumping up to francis ford coppola's when we see lucy westerna after she's dead and she's in the crypt Right. It's it's my favorite scene in the entire movie. She's the lady in white, you know, the urban yeah, legend of the yeah. lady stealing kids in the streets of London. It's perfect. It just great way to so tie all well that done. in. So, so well, well done. done. She's she's gorgeous in this thing, but it's scary at the same time. Terrifying. Uh, it is. But they corner her with a cross and she just gets in her coffin and lays there. Oh, cut off my head, whatever. Which yeah. leads to the one of the greatest dialogues ever is Anthony Hopkins at dinner ex- explaining what they did to Lucy. I After we that. cut off her head, we, you know, I was like, I drove a snake through a hut and chopped off her head. <laughs> just so <laughs> nonchalant. It's so beautiful. Um, anyway, he's eating his steak at the same time. It's like, oh my God. He sets the bar for every Van Hell scene I've ever seen. It's just yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. But back to the 30s on on that. Um, I don't even know where I was going, but yeah, the um just the how, how easy how easy it was to kill the count. Yeah, it's like that was that was too simple. I think he'd be a little bit tougher than that. The the book, even in the book, they they, they get him pretty quickly. Have the chase. Yeah. They, but they still have the chase. They're trying to beat him back to the castle. Yeah. And the and thing they that get screws, there. I think the thing that screws him up is the sun comes up just as they're reaching the castle. So yeah. that's the that scene is, in the movie. I like better than the scene in the book. I a do lot too. Because there's more of a fight. There's more stuff going on. But it pretty much ends the same way. It does. It does. Whole the only death, whole lot of blood. Whole lot of blood. The <laughs> only quick. It the, is quick that ending. is one of the changes that Francis Ford Coppola's movie did is they extended the ending. Because in the book, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, 
Quincy, the Texan, and um, I think Jonathan make it make it to the um, make it to the count and kill him, like right before the sun comes up or right at that edge. Right. But here you get to see the count manipulate the weather, bring the clouds yeah. in, make it dark, and he burst out. And like you're like, oh shit, it's going down. But man, he gets his throat sliced right away. <laughs> it's like, shit. yeah. Well, I think it's a Quincy in the movie that does yeah. the slice, right? I think yeah. so. I think it was Quincy. But I Texan, think Quincy yeah. dies in the book too. I think the Texan dies in the book. Not I think familiar. I get confused. It's been a while. It's been a very long time since I read the book, but I want to say he. I think every almost everybody gets killed except Mina and Harker. Yeah. I think everybody else is dead. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to laugh at, but getting. I mean. You go, you go all that way to Transylvania. You don't even see the sights. You just get killed. What well, and that? That, that's um, there <laughs> is a difference in these two stories where this was the the Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula makes it a love story about yeah. reincarnation, and I, I think it's really cool. Um, really, um, I love this movie just because it took this unconventional take. Um, right, they of twisted that. it. They they just added. What if Mina was Elizabetha? And right. there it is. Um, whereas, like in the book, and I think in the 31, it's more he's just kind of smitten with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like the reincarnation of his wife or right. anything like that. What and, I do love in 1931 one is how Lucy is just so enamored with the count right off the bat. And yeah. Mina's making fun of her, but guess who goes for the count is yeah, Mina. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. It, the difference between the Bella Lugosi version and the Carlos Valeras Valeras yes. version. Tell me about the Spanish version. If you, I want to word this the right way. If you've never seen the Spanish version, folks, I highly recommend watching the Spanish version of Dracula 1931. It was filmed on the same locations. They used the same sets that the Bela Lugosi version used, but they filmed at night. And what they would do is they'd come in, they'd use, do everything. They'd set up everything. And the first couple of times I watched it, I thought it was a lot closer shot wise than it really wound up being. Mm. Looking at it with a different eye this time around, I see some subtle changes that the director did right. that the other director of the Bela Lugosi version did not do. The director of the Spanish version couldn't speak Spanish, but he had a translator. And um, the woman who played Lucy was, uh, oh, I'm looking, I'm sorry, not Lucy, Eva was, her name was Lupita Tover. And I saw a bit of an interview with her and she was talking about the director. And she said everybody on set loved the guy. He couldn't speak a word of Spanish, but he somehow he would get, he, you know, even whenever the translator wasn't around, he would get us to understand what he wanted and we would go do it. You know, <laughs> she goes, everybody loved the guy because he was just, he was so into the film. He was so into the crew and everybody working. Everybody loved him. And I thought that was, you know, for 1931, you're in California, you're making a movie with, Spanish people, mostly, I think they were mostly Mexican actors and actresses. You know, a lot of people didn't want to work on that set just because of the time period and the racism and all the, you know, trying to belittle everybody back then. So this, this white guy 
comes like, I don't give a fuck. I'm making a good movie. Let's go. And they were all hog wild. And I could just, That's awesome. I would love to see a movie about the making of that movie. That's that what would I want to cool. see. I would love to see that. Even if it was kept lighthearted and, you know, kind of straight a little bit from true facts, but keep it as fact as you can to make it more interesting. But it, I would love to see that. I'd love to see the guy play kind of what they did with that shadow of the vampire. Mm-hmm. Where you have yeah. Warlock is actually a vampire. If they've made Carlos Villari is an actual vampire, <laughs> like we have to film this at night because that's the only time the guy can work. But it's the only time we can get him. He's got some weird, some weird yeah. writers on his contract. Must yeah, have type you know? A blood only. What? How funny would Fuck that the M and M's. Bring me some blood. Is uh, it the same script? Are they running off the same? It's pretty much the exact same script. They've changed uh, names uh, a little bit. Like huh. um, Jonathan Harker is uh, Jose. Um, they've changed a few of the names. Lucia, Marta, Martin. Martin is still Martin. Renfield is still Renfield. I feel like Pablo Alvarez uh, Rubio, who played Renfield in the Spanish version, he did a good job, but I think he overplays it. I think he way, way, he like, he that just would be an goes easy out one to overplay. And instead of anybody like reeling it back a little bit, going, oh, no, 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 bring it back, he just stays out there. Whereas I think the Renfield in the American version is a little bit more, a little bit more pulled back a little bit more like <laughs> when he does the laugh on the boat, he's like, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, that's, that's such a great that, scene. They open up the, weird laugh. you see him standing there and it's like, yeah, and they're yeah, like, he's mad. <laughs> there's a few scenes with the girls, with the women, uh, Lupita, especially the women. And I said this in a, in a previous show that the women were a little bit dressed differently. The costumes weren't the same. They didn't just mm-hmm. go, oh, here, use use this costume. The women were a little bit more sensual. The women were a little bit sexier in, in everything that they did. I mean, they just looked... Then the women in the American version were absolutely beautiful, but there was just something about the way the Spanish women mm-hmm. portrayed their characters as opposed to the way the American women portrayed their characters. The acting is much looser. It's still 1930s acting. It's still like, oh, you, you know, pointing a lot of pointing. Right. We were going to get to the bottom of this. Shake my finger in your face. But it was looser. It was, it was I don't know how to explain it. When you watch it, even if you don't read the, the subtitles, you just listen to them. The, the Spanish, the, 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 the flow of the language the flow, is yeah. much, much easier. Um. The ending where Van or Dracula is getting the stake through his heart, mm-hmm. and you can hear the kung 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 ah that whole nine yards. They have a scene where uh, the girl is in the cave and she's up against the cave. In the American version, she's just kind of standing there, and yeah. then comes out, and then just kind of comes out of her her days, and she's like, "Oh no, where am I? I'm scared." Ooh. Yeah. They they do this in the in the Spanish version, and you can see the woman is in pain. Like she, she's playing it like she's like she's wow. the one getting hit through the heart. And she's like, she the terror is on her face, it's in her body language. And then when you hear the scream and you know that you know Dracula is dead, she's like, she comes out of it. And her acting in that moment is like that's what the American girl was missing. That's, I did that's, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I want to talk about that scene real quick. And that was my impression I got. It's like, geez, she did great up until now. What happened? Right. <laughs> Right, the scene just fell a little flat, and you yeah. know, it's direction or whatever. But it's like, ah, uh, 
It might have been the 15th take that they used. It might have been. You know? yeah. She may have <laughs> maybe, a better take in there because maybe, from maybe. what because I was like, man, really? You just phoned this one in. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I'm going to go through the names of the Spanish Spanish sure. version. I do highly recommend it. If for no other reason, if you are a Dracula fan, I found out about this version about 10 or 15 years ago, maybe 15, yeah. might have been longer than that because I because it was on VHS tape when I found it. That's how long ago it was, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when I found it, I fell in love with it instantly. I highly recommend it, if nothing else, for historical reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Villarias was a Conde Dracula, Count Dracula. I'm totally sure that I destroyed the Spanish. I'm sorry, anybody who speaks Spanish. I'm a horrible Spanish speaker because I don't. Um, Lupita Tovar was Eva. Pablo Alvarez Rubio was Renfield. Eduardo, I got it. I'm sorry, my finger's moving, but the phone's not. Eduardo Arosmena (laughs) was Van Helsing. Jose Soriano Viasca was Dr. Seward. Carmen Guerrero was Lucia, who is absolutely, her eyes just smolder in this one. That name um, sounds familiar. Amelia Sanestera was Marta. And then you had Manuel Arbo was Martin, who played the part of the nurse or whatever they call him for the hospital. Yeah. When you listen to him, he's speaking Spanish, but it almost sounds like he's doing the same kind of really bad English accent that the other guy does oh, no. in the American version. And I, <laughs> and I never noticed it until last night, because last night I was watching and trying to figure out, okay, what am I looking for? What's different? And when I heard that, I just started chuckling. I was like, oh, my God. It almost sounds like he's trying to put that guy's, well, I don't know what's going on, mate, you know. <laughs> Hello, yeah. me hombres, you know, kind of thing. I have so never funny. seen a Cockney Mexican. I'm just saying. Now, now you hear all those beautiful <laughs> Spanish names that I just totally probably destroyed. The guy who played Juan Harker, I thought it was Jose, but it's Juan. It's Juan. Juan Harker. Hey, his name is his name is Barry Norton. I think he's the only white guy in the movie. <laughs> One of these things. Why did they do like that? The but I get the director, perfect, but... <laughs> but he spoke perfect uh, Spanish. Then he so must I have been right for the he, job. Yeah. Maybe he was just, you know, that guy. Um, I want to find da, 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 the casting crew. I want to find out who the director was because the director did a really good job. And the director's name was. Yeah, I definitely want to check this one out. Sure. Phone just froze up. I haven't. Yeah, read figures. Figures. <laughs> George neat... Melford was George the Melford. Okay. Name. George Melford. Uh, yeah, he was he was really good. And Lupita Tover just spoke very nicely of him. And I thought that was fantastic. Definitely want to watch that. Where did now you have the VHS, you said? Yeah, I have the VHS. Okay. I found it. I'm going to wind up buying it because I want to see if it's been redigitized. Oh, that would be nice DVD if it's remastered. Blu-ray. So I found it both on Amazon. Oh, God, I can't believe I just did an Amazon commercial. But I found it there. And I'm probably going to buy it used because I'm really cheap. Yeah, And if not used, it'll be, I'm sure I can find it cheap enough someplace where my cheap bone will kick in and say, yes, that's a good cheap price. But <laughs> they'll have both versions of it on the disc or the Blu-ray. Yeah. They'll have Bella and Carlos. Oh, cool. And I really do recommend watching the Spanish version for anybody that's out there. As far as 
Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 92 version. Uh-huh. Just the the first thing I wrote down was that opening narration and the acting against the black and red background. The first thing the first thing I thought of was wow, that looks a lot like the animation in the Lord of the Rings, I think it was the cartoon, the movie Lord of the yeah. Rings. Yeah. When you have the big background, you see the guys just. I thought of that when we watched that. As I saw, saw, was watching that last night. It's like, yes, I need to talk to Dave about this opening animation. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's it's a great narration. It sets the stage for us to get a backstory that is alluded yes. to. Historians yes. have always alluded to the fact that Vlad Tepes was um was Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Let's go ahead and tie it in and they do it in this movie so and it, it works it works so well and another thing with that it looks like a battle in hell it does it and it's like for me i was watching that last night i was like it's the first time it really really dawned on me that's a battle in hell and he's lost his soul in hell he did. he's got the crucifix in his hand and he's praying while he's you know after he's killed all these guys but it's like at that moment he lost his soul because you see his wife, that he knows his wife is dead. He doesn't know how you know, but he knows. He knows. And that, at that point... That's the turning point. He's lost. He's he's lost his soul. He's damned. And that's one of the things I like about this, uh, this adaptation, is because we get to see what caused his turn. Yeah. And what, what yeah. caused it. And damn it, I would be mad as hell, too. I, oh, yeah. He gave I, everything totally to the church. He stopped all the infidels from coming and right. you know everything yes he made an example of them. you know people did not fuck with it if you walk you're going up to fight somebody you see all all people on stakes mm-hmm. you're gonna think twice it worked he was not a dumb man nobody so, they never tried to invade him as long as i mean would you he did, do that twice. <laughs> he did that twice one really minor skirmish and then one big battle don't think anybody ever messed with him. I, I, nobody. He was a small, they were a small, Transylvania is a small yeah. country. He's like, fuck nobody you, you ain't coming. <laughs> they still love that guy. They still revere him. From what I've read and what I've seen, it looks like the people of that area still revere him and say, when he returns, that's when they're going to come back to power again. And everybody's like, well, what do you mean when he returns? They're like, no, he's coming back. It's like the King Arthur lore. He's he's coming back. When King Arthur comes back, Interesting. England becomes an empire again. When Blood the Impaler comes back. You better look up because a lot of people are getting impaled. Vlad may have never left. <laughs> but he never but he never hurt any of his own people. That was yeah. the thing. Everybody's like, oh, he was crazy. All these enemies are like, oh, he was mad. He was crazy. He was this, he was that. Yeah, but he's good to his people. The people he put on pipes were either spies or the enemy. The invading armies, yeah. They really made a good point in that movie to show mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's he's a fascinating character in history. I've I've yeah. read quite a bit on him, and it, it's just it's you know the the main thing is he did take his enemies and put them on stakes, skewered like a yeah. like a hot dog, um, and lined the roads and everything so invading armies would uh, be scared. It worked. Yeah, like the Romans when they crucified people, it worked it's exactly. It worked. Kept, kept a whole lot of people at bay like hey i'm gonna have a rebel no maybe not maybe i'm gonna just go back to the farm i'm gonna call <laughs> gonna my go ass down over here <laughs> i'm kind of attached to my head and it's attached yeah. to me <laughs> i see and i don't like having a skewered up my rear end no 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 i'm good so yeah i, I really that... like the segs and the swipes and the use of miniatures that train 
Dude, there's so Especially. many miniature, so much miniature work, so much soundstage work. That's what's beautiful about the 92 yeah. movie is yeah. it's very artistic in the fact that it's not real snow. It's not a real right. set. But man, you just you fall in love with it. You just go mm. right into it. It's there. It is very obvious to me that Coppola directed this, yeah. especially after you watch The Godfather. Right. And it's right. like a lot of things return. The use of sound. He's big on bringing sound in. Just that right. train, the way that train is. That's, yeah. And you hear that. And it's just. I love this movie so much. I, yeah. I, I can't yeah. say I don't think there's anything I can say bad about it other than. Uh, I, I want to watch it again. I only have one complaint. It's a minor complaint. It is, and it is it a complaint is. that I texted you last night. Or I don't disagree, night. but I'm okay with it. The, yeah, I, I understand why they did it. I understand mm-hmm. his, his reasoning to get titties out. I mean, that's it. It, it wasn't but, as gratuitous as I thought, but yeah. But do you did you really need the breasts? Did you really need to show the naked women? I don't feel like you did. No. It was never in the book. It was never in, I mean... As far as I know, never in any other vampire movie. I don't think he needed it. I think he could have kept the, the women, the wives of Dracula, fully clothed and mm-hmm. done the exact same thing and made it just as erotic as they did. He, he probably could. I just feel like that was a an easy booby shot, and I don't it, think they needed it. But that's it, me. That's, it, and I'm not a prude, folks. I no. am not a prude at all. I just think sometimes you don't need something i'll I'll give you that i and i will agree you could have taken it out and you're never never known the wiser i know why he did um just because this whole movie is set up as a love story and a triangle at that my god you've got dr seward arthur homewood um the texan quincy all in love with lucy and lucy is playing it to the hilt she she was wonderful that actress was great but they wanted, and yes, then you have, yeah. there was so much sexual tension in this movie. And I, I get it. It was sexy. It was very erotic. And it was like, where are we going with this movie? When I first saw it, I saw this movie in the theater in 92 right. in, Hunts, in Huntsville, Alabama, Travis's neighborhood. <laughs> We're going to shoot a rocket at it. Yeah. We're going to uh, shoot a but, rocket at this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only one or two of y'all will get that reference. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember seeing it at the theater and driving home that night. And it's like, my God, that was just amazing. It's yeah, such, I, it is a good movie. It's really. it's so good. And it's, it's so different. And I love, yeah. love this story. And I can watch it told many different ways. There's one, I think it's Dracula 2000, which I like a lot just because they changed his, they've changed his origin to where Dracula is Judas Iscariot. I've heard that story too. And it's I've, like, I've heard a that story is like cool. that. That was yeah. cool. Which would make sense because a lot of people think Judas is one of the wandering Jews, is, is one of the, the people who was cursed to wander mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. So I thought it was a really neat take. So when you get that, and that that's why it brings us right back to where I yeah. said this is one of the most rebooted stories ever and remakes. And mm-hmm. damn it, keep them coming. I'm actually going to say it. Keep them coming. <laughs> my, my, my only problem with a lot of Dracula or not Dracula lore, but vampire lore Mm-hmm. So many people want to just change the rules. Yeah. Well, you know, the vampires get weak when they come in the sun. They may not die, yeah, but they get weak. I liked what Hammer films did. I want to say the Curse of Dracula. I might have the wrong, wrong Hammer film movie, but it's Curse of Dracula, where you have um Peter Cushing fighting mm. um Lee. Lee's the you know, Dracula. Oh, and yeah. Cushing is, of course, Van Helsing. 
and they're fighting. I mean, the last few minutes of that movie makes this entire movie. And Lee's or Cushing's cross is knocked out of his hand. He doesn't have a cross. He grabs the 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 two uh, candlesticks and holds them up like a, makes the sign of a cross. Freaks Lee out. He, uh, and he starts, that's where the he starts pulling down the the window covers and the sun comes shining in and you just see Christopher Lee's body getting disintegrated. This is a Hammer film. And that's when it really dawned on me like, Oh, that's, that's what happens to a vampire when they get the sunlight. That's the first time I had ever seen it. Yeah. I don't know if Hammer was the first one that said they'll die, yeah. but it worked and it was really clever storytelling. That's one of the really things well. that came out of nowhere was that all of a sudden they're killed by sunlight. Yeah. And the next yeah. thing you know, they're glittering. Yeah. yeah. The next one, they're glittering in the sunlight. It's like, the sunlight. you can't have it both ways. <laughs> I get it, though. It's a neat it's a neat creature. If even if you just deal with vampires, they're right. always there's so many good vampire movies, vampire lore. Yeah. Um, great stuff, like especially going the 80s. I, you can't have 80s vampires without the Lost Boys. Oh, uh, The Lost Boys is such a good movie. Such a good movie. Yes. We may have to put it in our queue. And... It's, it's fine with me. I, yes. <laughs> I, the Japanese have vampire lore. Yes. Chinese have vampire lore. The, um, the, the Muslim or the Islamic religion has vampire lore. Interesting. Every, here's another thing. We talk about this in, our, in another podcast about Bigfoot and, and um, this is another show, folks. We're it's not ready yet, but it's coming. But we talk about things that like that are worldwide. Vampires are worldwide. Yes, they are. It's not just Romania. <laughs> why? Why is it worldwide? Is it just because of the crazy empress that was in Transylvania that bathed in, in virgin's blood to try and stay stay young? Bathroy? Do Bathroy? I? What's, what's her name? Bathroy? I don't remember. That might be right. That sounds... That sounds right. Keep but going. I know I'll she was it. totally insane. I think she was actually related to Dracula. I think. So somebody's going to have to look that up because I'm doing this off the top of my head. But these are stories. And that's where they think. Elizabeth of, Bathory. Bathory. Yeah. Bathory. Okay. And she winds up getting killed. Like Hungarian. eventually people yeah. realize what was going on. And let me tell you, folks. Her life wasn't worth two cents and a plug nickel whenever the people decided, you know what? You got to go. <laughs> You're no longer leading us anywhere. You got to go. So I'm just legends, reading a brief thing about this. This bitch was psycho. Man. She was totally psychotic. She would wow. get the bloods of virgins and, and take a bath, a full yeah. body bath. And, and she kept them imprisoned it. and tortured and yes, mutilated. And it's just was totally BS insane. Like if you made a horror movie with about this woman, people would go nuts and try and have the movie shut down and say it was, you know, that's unreal, it's unholy. Yes, it was unholy, but she actually existed. She was crazy. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, but trust me, she got her own. Mm -hmm. Everybody that thinks they get away with something doesn't get away with it. <laughs> It'll come around. It'll come around. Well, my point is about vampires. They're it's worldwide. The legends are everywhere. Go to South America. Go, mm -hmm. you know, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the 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 Incas. They all had. Did I say Incas twice? I may have. Um, they all have legends. I don't think so. <laughs> Everybody has a legend of a vampire or or a creature or a or a man thing drinking a human's blood. 
mm-hmm. we're we're going to look into it maybe one day. No, and that, and that's something like to conversation. <laughs> and that is definitely something to um, point out. And I don't know the year, but it was sometime in the 1800s, if I'm not mistaken, that Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. Yeah, this yeah. lore goes back hundreds of years, even longer before he wrote this. So he was inspired yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah, he was dragging. He was you know dragging this out of the dirt that, of lore that he had already known and mm-hmm. read about. And he never went to Transylvania. Wow. He sat at a boatside dock and wrote this story looking down. I remember watching a uh, a documentary about him in this movie and when this movie came out. He never, he looked at a map and he did basically the finger on the map thing. Where am I going to write my story about? Wham, Transylvania. Okay. What do I know about Transylvania? Absolutely nothing. Gypsies. He went and looked a couple of minor <laughs> spots up. He got the name Dracula mm-hmm. from history book. That's that's the guy's name, basically. It's yeah. just like, you know, I'll pick some over here, pick some. I'm gonna make up a whole lot of shit. Yeah, and and, and what <laughs> it he did. And it, it does work. It, it it does work, and that's that's cool. And it's like uh the Western movies that I have done. Um, uh, you could consider them historical fiction. We took a lot of history, right? Um and then, of course, there's some some fiction put in to make a good story, right, and that's right. um that's kind of probably what he did. Is like, well, who do I make this about? And he just found the name, and right, whoever wrote the script, and I should have looked it up for Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Is um, they added in all the stuff with Vlad, right? So that was right. cool, which was a which makes sense. Yeah, and, and I love the '92 Coppola version. Because of the sets and the scenery, like you were talking that's about, it's just gorgeous. You, you look at it and you're like, that's the costumes, the set. But sets. my God, it's such a good set. And you get the sense that he he watched the old Dracula movies and was like so in love with the sets and was like, that's why that you castle is perfect. <laughs> that's what I want. I want it to look like a set, but a set that if you actually walked onto, you'd actually be there, and that's what the world would look like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just love that. I love the thought of that. Coppola was, man, he was good. Hell of a filmmaker. Hell of a filmmaker. I he mean, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, uh, a, again, this is one that's done quite a bit, uh, mm-hmm. out of, out of the two. I mean, I don't have a favorite because they're different. They're very yeah. different movies. And I, I like a good vampire movie and right. In right. the 31 belt, I, I can watch Bella any day as yeah. just something about him. He's charismatic. He has such a great screen presence. And as you said, he does the hand thing. Yeah, hand thing. <laughs> the hand the thing. Hand thing. Yeah, I can't quite Carlos, get the camera. <laughs> Carlos couldn't quite get the hand thing. He did a different hand thing, but he, Bella had the hand thing for yeah. sure. Just, you know, the hand up and it was all crookedy and just. Yeah, made, made me think a white zombie in the hand thing. <laughs> yeah, he did that in the white zombie too, and he yeah. had the, the the mustache thing going yeah. on, I think too. White zombie the little, goatee. Yeah, the hand. The that. little. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Must 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 increase my bust. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Um, so I do I do recommend everybody check us out. These are both really cool movies. The uh, Universal Monster movies are definitely a must-watch because you need to see where this stuff came from, where the beginning. Because watching anything now, you should at least see some sort of callback to where the people looked at this, at absolutely. least. And Coppola obviously did, like, as you mentioned, with the sets, yeah. with the, the castle, with Carfax Abbey. All of that is like, wow, yeah. good job. Good job with that. 
Um, I give these both a must watch and I will watch. I'll watch them again and again. These are one of the few movies that I continue to watch. Yeah. I watch Dracula every year. Uh, Coppola's Dracula. We watch, I think almost every year. Yeah. I'm about the same on it as well. We have a list of movies and it just seems to be growing bigger (laughs) and bigger. So we start earlier and earlier. So basically we're just going to be watching 365 days a year of scary movies. Probably. Um, there's nothing there wrong one, with that. Before I give my my uh, say on this, which I agree totally with you, Scott, on this, there is a scene in Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. I think he's in his box. I think he's still in the box. And Lucy or somebody, he's trying to like mentally connect with them, or the ship is going aground or whatever. There's a scene where the where like. He's just blocked in. It's dark on either side of his face, and you just yeah. see his face. He opens up his eyes, and the only thing I can see is Emperor Palpatine. Yes. Yes. I almost texted you. It's fucking Palpatine. I was going to The text way it you was, it's like, oh my God, it's Palpatine. <laughs> yes, Lord Vader. I it, feel your hate. <laughs> here's the difference, though. Gary Oldman, and I have to get this out of the way, makes a sexy count. Yeah. Um, he brings so much to it and he yeah. brings so much life to this dead character and you right. empathize right. and you, you, you care about it. You do. But then he's like, he's, he's just killing he's people. <laughs> yeah, but, but when you make a villain, make me feel for a villain, you've yeah. written a good villain and yeah, you've written a good script. And again, it's like, it was, it's just Oldman was great. He had the right. look. Bella had the look. You know, and it's just, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing nothing wrong with either of these movies. But like I said, the biggest critique I have for Dracula 1931 was the abrupt ending. But that's yeah. with all Universal Monster movies. Unfortunately, <clears throat> I yes. always have a problem with, you know, it's over. Go home. Yeah, it's like, what? That's all they are. You're like, wait, what? Aren't there any afters after the credit? Oh, there's no credits. Well, we had the credits in the beginning. That was the <laughs> yeah. SAG rules at the time. <laughs> yeah, right up until Star Wars. Yep. That was good. Yep. Go back uh, to our podcast to find out the reason. <laughs> Check out the podcast for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all I got. All right. Awesome. These are both must-see movies. If you get a chance to see the Spanish version, watch it. It is a must-see. Compare the two, Bella and Carlos, side by side. You pick your favorite. I, I, awesome. I know awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. So thanks again for joining us on another vampire adventure through old ass movies or an old ass movie adventure through the vampires. Anyway, <laughs> hit like, hit subscribe, hit share. Um, tell your friends, tell your mom. Your mom will love this show. I promise you. Um, if she's a, <laughs> if she swears like a sailor, she's yeah. really going to love this show. Why do I think of Johnny Dangerously when you yeah. say that? <laughs> Hey, Ma. <laughs> so thanks again for watching and tune in next week when we bring you something else to, that's Halloween related. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Later. Later.